Uh, good afternoon and uh, welcome to the Marvin Knows Finance Show. I am Marvin Thompson, a certified financial planner with Great River Investments in Burlington, Iowa. Uh, remember, if you would like to schedule an appointment with me, please give me a call at 319-576-2264 or go to my website, www.greatriverinvestments.com and go to the Contact Us section of the site and fill out the information. Um, I will be in touch with you as soon as possible. As soon as I get the information, which is pretty much instantaneous, I'll be in touch with you. So first of all, I apologize about the t-shirt today. Um, it's Labor Day. Um, obviously, I snuck into the office to record this podcast. Um, but thank you for taking a few minutes out of your day to listen in. And for all your listeners on Google and Spotify, don't forget to click that subscribe button. If you prefer to see the video of this podcast, you can always go to my YouTube page, Marvin Knows Finances, and click subscribe there as well. So folks, last week, the stock market continued to take the Fed's words from the Jackson Hole speech very seriously. And unfortunately, we continued a downward trend. Um, bond yields did rise slightly, um, which is to be expected. But on the stock market, we basically closed down every day last week, except for Thursday. On Thursday, we really only saw a marginal increase in the stock prices. Um, value stocks continue to outperform the higher valuation growth stocks and large cap stocks last week held up better than small cap stocks. Um, energy stocks also suffered as oil prices declined below $90 per barrel for West Texas crude. So with all that being said, here are the numbers for last week. It's not really a pretty picture. Um, the, Dow Jones, the, 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 the Dow Jones Industrial Average closed down 964 points, which equated to about a 3% loss. The S&P 500 closed down 133 points, or 3.3%, and the NASDAQ closed down 510 points, which equated to roughly 4.2%. So inflation continues to be the primary driver of all the movement in the market. The market is now expecting another 75 basis point increase at the September meeting, and comments made by a Fed president last week stated that she would like to see the Fed uh, funds rate close to 4%, which means not only would we have another 75 basis point increase, but probably a few more following September's meeting. Um, any expectations of rate cuts removed uh, were removed um, for 2023 at this, point, at this point. So we anticipate to see rates remain high uh, through 2023. Now, on Friday, we received the August jobs report from the Department of Labor. It showed that the economy added 315,000 jobs last month. Um, the market had anticipated about 300,000 jobs. Now, the number was seen as solid and robust, though it was down from a revised uh, 526,000 for the July numbers. In addition, we always look at the unemployment rate, and that actually rose to 3.7% from 3.5% in July. So as you're sitting here listening to this or watching this, what does all this mean? Um, to summarize, uh, right now as we sit here today, we are anticipating more near-term volatility followed by the potential for longer-term stability. How is this possible, you're asking yourself? Okay, in the near term, you gotta keep one thing in mind. The markets hate uncertainty. And as we sit here today, there's a lot of uncertainty. We have uncertainty about future rate hikes, we have uncertainty about inflation, and we have uncertainty about whether it will moderate or continue to rise. However, as we look ahead, we see a couple of items that may help. All right, first, we have the midterm elections. Now, historically, um, 
midterm elections do not really mean much, except they provide us with a little bit of historical guidance. And after a midterm election in the past, once again, not predicting anything in the future, um, markets usually rise no matter which party wins. Now, markets, believe it or not, tend to prefer a gridlock in our, gridlock in our government. Um, so as, as an example, we would have a Republican Congress and a Democratic White House. Um, it sounds kind of funny to say that, but basically what it usually means is there's no new regulations or legislation that's going to be passed. So once again, going back to my comments from a second ago, the market hates uncertainty. If we have a government that's basically in gridlock, which we may receive this year, the markets may find that as a positive thing and start to move forward. Another thing is there is a chance that the Fed may pause their rate increases after its December meeting, all right? Now, um, at this point, this is nothing more than speculation on my part. But if inflation does continue to moderate, the markets will see this as a sign of easing of financial conditions ahead. So as we lay out the, the calendar over the next few months, we're gonna see a rate increase in September. That's almost a certain, okay? October, we're probably gonna see a rate increase. It's November and December that we're looking at now saying, okay, are we going to see a rate increase? And if so, how much is it going to be? So keep listening. Um, obviously, we'll report uh, what actually happens and what the results of it are. Now, as I wrap up this weekly podcast, here are some of the highlights for the upcoming weekly economic calendar I want you to pay attention to. Uh, Wednesday, we have a number of Fed presidents making comments. Thursday, we will once again receive initial jobless claims and continuing jobless claims. And on Friday, we will receive a wholesale inventory revisions and once again hear from a couple of different Fed presidents. Um, make sure you turn in the next week's podcast to hear the results from all of this data. So per usual, it is now time for me to read off some of the disclosures to make my compliance department happy and keep me in line with the rules. Marvin Thompson is an investment advisor representative and a registered representative with Brokerage Financial member SIPC. Opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily reflect those of Brokerage Financial. The topics discussed and opinions given are not intended to address the specific needs of any listener. Great River Investments LLC does not offer any legal or tax advice. Listeners are encouraged to discuss their financial needs with the appropriate professional regarding your individual circumstances. This material represents an assessment of the market and economic environment at a specific point in time and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. Forward-looking statements are subject to certain risks and uncertainties. Actual results, performance, or achievements may differ materially from those expressed or implied. Information is based on data gathered from what we believe are reliable sources. It is not guaranteed as to accuracy, does not purport to be complete, and is not intended to be used as a primary basis for investment decisions. It should also not be construed as advice, meaning the particular investment needs of any investor. Please remember, past performance does not guarantee future results. Indices are unmanaged and investors cannot invest directly in an index. Unless otherwise noted, performance of indices does not account for any fees, commissions, or other expenses that would be incurred. Returns do not include reinvested dividends. The Standard & Poor's 500, also known as the S&P 500, is an unmanaged group of securities considered to be representative of the stock market in general. It is a market value weighted index with each stock's weight in the index proportionate to its market value. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted average of 30 actively traded blue chip stocks, primarily industrials, but includes financials and other service-oriented companies. 
the components, which change from time to time, represent between 15 and 20% of the market value of the New York Stock Exchange. The NASDAQ Composite Index is a market capitalization weighted index of more than 3,000 common equities listed on the NASDAQ Stock Exchange. Types of securities in the index include American deposit receipts, depository receipts, common stocks, real estate investment trust, and tracking stocks. The index includes all NASDAQ listed stocks that are not derivative, preferred shares, bonds, exchange traded funds, or debentures. So once again, thank you very much for turning into my weekly podcast. I hope you're enjoying this little bit shorter format. Um, I hope you're finding it informative and so forth. Uh, remember, I would like to work with you and earn the opportunity to be your financial advisor. So please reach out to me at 319-576-2264 or visit my website at www.greatriverinvestments.com. You fill out that contact us section of the website and I will be in touch with you soon. Thank you very much. Have a great day and talk to you next week.